2: you're listening to The Simpsons 4 and 1 more. This is Bob Shoy and with me as always,
3: it's Emma Apps.
2: And today we're talking about season four of The Simpsons. What a great series.
3: I'm so excited to talk about this one.
2: So you were saying just before we hit record that you were possibly thinking that we're going to have similar choices for this one.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Some some um things have surprised me some of your episode choices have definitely surprised me so i don't want to just assume um Mm. but i've got a feeling that there's a lot of like really really strong standout episodes in this season and i feel like they're probably there are going to be definitely a couple that are gonna be on both of our lists definitely
2: yeah uh for me It was like my... This is the same on another episode, I'm sure, but my one, two, and three were in with like a lock. I was like, these are my favourite three, 100%. Yeah. And then my number four was between just like a bunch of them. And I finally settled on the one that I think I like the most.
3: Yeah, I think out of all the lists that we've done so far, my one, two, three, and four were just a given. I was literally like... I I'd already decided them before... Um, I started rewatching season four. Um, my number, like my one more, um, is just genuinely my number five episode. Um right, it's, okay. It's not a wild card. This one, it's just the one that just missed the cut yeah you couldn't
2: quite choose so you're sneaking it in there fair enough
3: yeah literally so this one isn't a wild card I must admit but it was just because there were so many strong episodes in this season that Mm -hmm. I I just couldn't not pick it so yeah I think my top uh, four which is now five um are just purely my favorite episodes there's definitely no wild card in this one
2: my one more for this series is between four different ones and i'm just going to call it at the time i've got four different ones that are one more for different reasons and i'm going to have to just go with it at the time but that's always the case with my one more i always give myself a choice and i'm like okay that one
3: yeah and it's definitely uh, the right way to approach it because i've been just recently listening back to the ones that have just gone live and mm-hmm. um I know that there's a couple of examples where I've just kind of gone with my gut and how I feel on the day, and listening back to it now, I'm actually like, yeah, no, that's that was that was the right choice, and I still feel that way now. So, um, yeah, definitely a good approach to take.
2: So uh, it was a while ago that I watched Series Four because we're like sort of I've been really good and trying to get ahead with my viewing so that I'm ready to record and now I've sat down to record and I'm like oh god I'm trying to remember all my notes for this series uh but I've run through them and I'm pretty I remember I know this series at the back of my hand anyway so
3: yeah that's exactly how I feel um I'm probably less confident about this one as i have been previously but for the same reason you have it's just because i feel like i watched this so long ago but now i'm Mm. looking through my notes so i i definitely um remembering why i've picked certain episodes so yeah i'm 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 quietly confident but at the same time i'm i'm hoping it just flows naturally so that i don't have to um stumble too much (laughs)
2: It will all come back to you.
3: Yeah, definitely.
2: So the yeah, we I feel like we say this every season when we come to it, but I'm gonna say again, I feel like in this season it's really hitting its stride. Like it's going (laughs) from strength to strength. Like I said on series two, I said it on series three, and like now it's just like even more so. Like I feel like the real golden era that people really talk about. Everyone talks about series one to ten, but I think really that golden era is like four to eight.
3: Yeah, I agree. I I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, there's just so many episodes in here that even sort of my mid middle of middle tier sort of um, episodes are, are still amazing episodes that I would have. Yeah. So so it's it's getting much harder because they're all becoming more equal. If that makes sense.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean. Don't get me wrong, there are still some stinkers at the bottom that I'm sure we'll discuss later on. But Yeah, I've got but, a couple
2: that I'm not a big fan yeah, of. Yeah,
3: but my middle tier range that we tend to sort of miss a little bit, um, I, I think we'll still have a special mention because there are some amazing episodes in the middle.
2: Well, we talk about having our sort of tier system like our favourites and then the ones we don't like so much and then this middle tier. And I feel like the middle tier this time is like way closer to the favourite end of the scale than the this is the bottom yeah like, there's a big void between the few i'm not a big fan of and then like everything else and
3: there there are some that are in my middle tier that i look at and i feel like other people wouldn't agree because they'd be so much higher on other people's lists oh yeah
4: Definitely. um
3: but i don't know we'll 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 go through it and we'll discuss and hopefully we'll we'll get get some good debates going
2: I've got a couple right at the bottom of my list in bottom tier, which I know are like some people's absolute favourites. Oh, really? Sorry.
3: Actually, yeah. there was one that's right at the bottom for me, uh, like bottom three, that I'll mention at the end for another reason, but you, I think you'll understand.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, we always talk about like the sort of ones that we weren't as big of fans of at the end anyway. But yeah. But for now, I guess we'll get cracking. And... Um, I think when it comes to the series, I went first series one, two, three. So it's your turn
3: to go first. Okay, so my number four episode is I Love Lisa.
2: Oh, this is really good.
3: Here you go, Ralph. (gasps) You choo-choo-choose me? Happy Valentine's. I love this episode so much.
2: It's not on my list, but it's great. Oh, see, that's
3: what I mean. Like, I feel like this season is really going to surprise each other. Um, Yeah. And I'm hoping that we do have quite a lot of different... um, like different episodes in our top fours because then it makes for more conversation and I think it makes it a lot more interesting. But um, yeah, so this episode for me was one that I've got a lot of nostalgia towards. Like I remember watching this back in the day quite a lot and Mm. like absolutely loving it. And um, it's one that since having Disney plus I've watched quite a few times just purely because it's just one that I love to just go back to and just keep watching so I actually watched it a few times before we started recording the pod and then obviously I went back to it when we started rewatching season four so this is one that I've watched a lot of recently and it's just it's such a nice episode look I love all the lovey-dovey sort of episodes Um, I love that this is a Lisa episode where she's not a whiny bitch like sorry (laughs) I know there's a lot of Lisa fans out there but sometimes (laughs) some of her episodes are a little bit um hardcore she's not
2: lecturing you as the the audience
3: yeah but I really feel for Lisa as well in this episode like
2: I think we've all been in a situation where you know someone or most people are someone's you know someone's got like a feeling towards you that you don't feel don't you reciprocate don't be rude and you don't dislike them yeah it's just awkward
3: especially the age that lisa and, and ralph are at like everyone had oh that boy in primary school that or oh, for your case maybe a boy maybe a girl but mm-hmm. <laughs> but um i know that i had a few little boys in my primary school that used to like adore me and i was just like oh i only really like you as a friend like i like you as a person but like you just you just don't understand when you're eight you know what i mean so um yeah i i love this episode and one thing i will mention is i'm not a massive ralph wiggum fan he's not no me neither he irritates me quite a lot in quite a lot of the later series um just because i think they make him too dumb whereas i think they do they
2: go for like the like sort of lol random humor with him quite a lot yeah and which sort of like wears on me i know a lot of people like really love ralph like he's loads of people's favorite characters yeah and, and, and stuff but I, for me uh, no
3: i do get the attraction to ralph but um for me i prefer him more in the earlier seasons when he he's sort of more on par with like nelson or um bart in the sort of intellectual spectrum so like he's yeah he's not like overly intelligent like milhouse or martin or lisa but he's not stupidly thick that's irritating um don't
2: get me wrong i am i'm like i i can be amused by some ralph lines like you know i remember when you saw snagglepuss outside that sort of thing
3: (laughs) yeah like don't get me wrong i do i do really i do like um Ralph but he grates on me a little bit towards the sort Mm. of towards more season 10 sort of episodes about Ralph
2: It's very hit and miss for me yeah
3: but I love him in this episode and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that where it's sort of still quite early in the 10 seasons he they don't portray him as thick as they do towards season 10 sort of thing so Mm -hmm.
2: um, yeah he's just a naughty well not quite normal but like (laughs) A dopey little Yeah, kid. yeah,
3: exactly. And um, yeah, I just find it's just like a really sweet episode. And I think it shows Lisa in a really good way and obviously Ralph in a really good way. And even though it's um, quite a sweet, lovey-dovey episode, there's still some like cracking one-liners in it.
2: Oh, so many good <laughs> ones.
3: Yeah, so I just, I, I really, I really like this episode. And it, as I said, it has the nostalgia factor for me. I used to watch this episode a lot as a kid. So yeah. um, So how far up in your list did this come? Just out of curiosity. So
2: interestingly, so this is one that I never really felt like I liked that much. Okay. Um, And I knew, I know it's a real sort of like beloved episode. People quote things from this episode all the time like you know I chew, choo choose you and and stuff like that and it's really popular and it never clicked for me
3: oh okay but I
2: felt like this time watching it I was like oh I get it like no this is an amazing episode I think it's one I think I skip it quite a lot because I think I don't like it as much and because I had I watched every episode this time I didn't skip it and I was just like this is great this is a really good episode so it's um it's like nine or ten on my list.
3: Oh, okay, so it's like middle So It's middle like, it's like just, yeah. just,
2: just above middle. Yeah. But if you'd have asked me before, I'd have been like, it's near the bottom. Um, I forgot how good the stuff with Ralph sort of pursuing Lisa by going through her family was. Like yeah. when, when Homer's getting in to do the, uh, <laughs> the roof, the fumes are making me dizzy. Yeah, they'll do that. <laughs>
5: <gasps> oh, no, it's Ralph. Just make up some excuse. He's in a can. Go away. Yes, sir. I'd do anything for Lisa. Really?
0: Mr. Simpson, the tar
3: fumes are making me dizzy.
2: Yeah, they'll do that. That's one of my favourite deliveries of the whole season.
3: Yeah, they'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) I like the bit as well um, where Bart goes, you could actually pinpoint the second his heart rips in half. Like, I love that. I love that moment. What's your name, son? Ralph!
0: And is this your girlfriend, Ralph?
3: Yes, I love Lisa Simpson,
5: and when I grow up, I'm going to marry her. No! Now, you listen to me. I don't like you. I never liked you. And the only reason I gave you that stupid Valentine is because nobody else would. Watch this, Lisa. You can actually pinpoint the second when his heart rips in half. And
3: now... Ah.
2: That's my favourite moment of this episode I like. When I think of this episode, I think of that bit. Yeah. And Bart's like freeze-framing bit by bit and he's like clutching his chest.
3: I love that. A couple of years ago, I was that like Simpsons nerd and for an anniversary card, I actually bought my husband an iTunes choose you card. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I found it online. I was like, I have to get that. And he was just like... He was just like, oh, this is great, like, sarcastically. Because <laughs> it was obviously a card more for me than a card for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was that person.
2: <laughs> you were getting frustrated that he wasn't appreciating it as much as you.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm surprised he didn't come back with the, um, let's be friends or something, <laughs> like, in response. And I was like, oh, but, uh...
2: I love the uh, crusty home pregnancy test yeah. in this episode as well, which is something I think about all the time, but I forget it's in this episode. Careful, make birthday facts. <laughs> That's such a dark joke.
3: It's so dark, and it's so funny because I love all the like crusty product like jokes yeah. just scattered throughout the series. Um, it's just it, it's just really really funny, and it's it's things that you don't necessarily pick up unless you're sort of watching it as in depth as we are. <laughs>
2: And Skinner's NAM flashback is kind of dark as well, which is in this episode. There's some real dark moments.
3: Johnny! (laughs) With the, uh, where they shoot the Valentine's card.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, great choice. I really do love this episode now. Like it's, I didn't love it growing up like everyone else seemed to, and now I love it.
3: One of the like little special mentions that I did want to make about this episode was I actually love um, the little... um, singing moment in it about the mediocre presidents um and it's like it's one of those like singing simpsons moments that aren't really that much of a big deal in comparison um but i i love it i love it i really like american history and i really like um all stuff to do with the presidents and stuff um so i always think like whenever i watch this episode afterwards i always find myself singing it and um And it's just so random and no one seems to remember it, but I love it.
2: It's not one, no, it's not one that people remember so much as like, you know, who needs the quickie mark or something.
3: (laughs) You won't see our faces on dollars, our cents. (laughs) I love it. I
2: thought you were going to do the whole thing then.
3: I was going to, but then I decided (laughs) against.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll insert the actual audio if you like.
3: Thank you.
0: We begin with a tribute to our lesser known presidents. We are the mediocre presidents, you won't find our faces on dollars or on cents. There's Taylor, there's Tyler, there's Gilmore and there's Hayes, there's
5: William Henry Harrison. I died in 30 days. We are
0: the adequate, forgettable, occasionally regrettable, there, take your presidents up with you.
3: so yeah this so, is yeah, my number choice. four. yeah
2: i was glad i'm glad that that was on your list because i wasn't expecting it to be but i'm glad it was I gave it gave us a chance to talk about it my number four is also an episode involving love but it's not necessarily as happy a story this is new kid on the block
3: oh this is my number three is it really yeah
2: Oh, okay, yeah. perfect. This is a
3: brilliant episode. So it goes like hand in hand because obviously I would then talk about my number three after so we could just spend yeah. longer talking about it because it's your number four and my number three.
2: <laughs> I wasn't expecting this to be on your list, so I love this episode. we're already surprising each other. Yeah,
3: I love this episode. I actually watched this last night.
2: I always forget how good this one is and then when I watch it, I'm like, this is such a great episode yeah. and I don't think people remember how good it is compared to other like big big episodes in this series yeah
3: I agree because
2: when I think of it I, I think of like Bart and obviously um and Laura and the sort of unrequited love it's it's very similar to the Ralph and Lisa you got Bart pining over this new neighbor um but I always forget it's also the same episode with the frying Dutchman
3: yeah yeah I love this episode I love the character of Laura and I lo- also love the character of Ruth her mum
2: Yeah, we talked about it on a previous episode. I think Ruth is such an underutilized character. She only is in like two episodes. I really wish she had been a regular as like a friend for Marge because she's such a unique character for for Springfield.
3: Yeah, I agree. I really love her as a character as well. Um, There's a lot of good one-liners in this episode as well that um, you tend to forget like i love when mm. jimbo goes oh now my shirt is itching or something like that Oh yeah i
2: don't believe it now my pants are chafing me <laughs>
3: <laughs> i love it <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that's really good i've got that highlighted here as one of my lines
3: <laughs> but yeah i i really love the character development of um how bart is sort of still being bart and still being true to the character and he essentially finds a female counterpart who is pretty much exactly the same as him. It's just a shame mm. that she's so much older than him, because it would have they would have made like such a perfect couple if they were sort of similar ages.
2: But then they sort of do that later on with Bart's girlfriend, where oh, he yeah. meets someone Jessica, who's his match yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. a similar age. So they've kind of what if this story, but they're the same age.
3: I prefer I prefer this story to um Bart's girlfriend, though, with Jessica. I
2: think I do too, but actually, on my rewatch, Bart's girlfriend is my next episode. I'm about to watch, so oh, I'll no see. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah, I'm, that's exactly where so I'm at. So
3: we'll discuss that when we come to that season. Um, I yeah, do, I, I
2: do really like that episode as well. Oh,
3: yeah, I do really like that episode too. But I actually mm. think that I prefer this one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is this is a brilliant episode. I love this.
2: I love um, like Homer's interaction with Ruth.
3: Yeah, where, it's like where really he doesn't awkward. really know how to
2: be around like a single woman who sort of just kind of like matter of fact.
3: And he's like, "I
2: read you loud and clear." He also
3: goes something like, "There was something that I was supposed to tiptoe around my divorce." Yeah. Yes,
2: we're talking about sex, right? <laughs>
0: Well, I know what you're thinking, and the answer is yes. I want to be fixed up with one of your friends as soon as you can arrange it. After all, Homer, I do have the normal appetites.
5: <laughs> I know what you mean. Just let me make sure we're not talking about food.
0: I'm
4: not.
5: Right! Me neither. We're talking about sex, right? Right. I hear
2: you loud and clear.
4: Brrr.
2: Yeah, I love that whole exchange. <laughs> so uh, And quick. when he's giving advice to Bart as well, you like, a woman is a lot like a beer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you just want more and more and more.
2: This is a sacred moment
5: between a boy and his father. Son, a woman is a lot like um a refrigerator. They're about six feet tall, three hundred pounds. They make ice and Oh! Wait a minute. Actually a woman is more like a beer. They smell good, they look good. You'd step over your own mother just to get one. But you can't stop at one. You want to drink another woman? So I says, yeah, if you want that money, come and find it, because I don't know where it is, you baloney. You make me
2: want to wretch. Like I said, I forget about the Flying Dutchman thing, so that's almost like the cherry on the cake because I love the, like, Bart and Laura stuff and then alongside it you have this great Flying Dutchman, We Went Fishing.
3: Yeah, is this the first thing, um, is this the first time that, the sea captain is it like his first Ooh. role because I was watching it last night as I was saying like I'd watched it a couple of weeks ago when I was watching this season and then because I knew he was recording tonight I thought oh I'll just while I'm just laying in bed I'll just watch a couple of episodes to like you know the main chest again and um I watched this one and I did think to myself, I wonder if this is his first um, appearance as a character because I don't really remember him previously. Because we spoke about it in season one, but obviously um, in Homer's Night Out, they have like the rusty barnacle, um, which Mm. if you look at this, like the animation of them both are very, very, very similar, like looks wise. Mm. Um, And I don't know why they didn't just sort of make it this storyline to be the rusty barnacle they must have had their reasons but I was thinking last night I'm pretty sure this is the first like actual speaking appearance or like actual part of the storyline to do with the sea captain um yeah so yeah I, I did think that's probably like his first appearance
2: yeah I haven't I hadn't really been paying attention but I think you might be right because he's like created to own this restaurant and yeah. be the spokesperson in this restaurant yeah. yeah
3: and probably for this particular storyline as well
2: yeah exactly and then and then they liked him so much they kept him around
3: yeah that makes so much sense i think mm. yeah
2: they do that with a lot of characters they have like they write them for one joke and if they like them they start coming back
3: yeah 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 but um yeah going back to what you said about um So what happens when you couldn't finish and he's like, we went fishing. (laughs) (laughs) That line is brilliant.
2: That whole exchange is so good.
5: Mrs. Simpson, isn't it true your husband once consumed a 10-pound bag of flour when no other food was available?
4: Yes, but it was...
5: Your witness.
0: Uh, There's a pizza here for... Right here. Mrs. Simpson, what did you and your husband do after you were ejected from the restaurant?
5: We pretty much went straight home.
0: Mrs. Simpson, you're under oath.
5: We drove around until 3 a.m. looking for another all-you-can-eat fish restaurant.
0: And when you couldn't find one? We went fishing. (laughs) Did these sound like the actions of a man who had... Oh, he could eat no.
3: No. it could have been me are you a seafood fan just randomly
2: uh i am well i'm pescatarian so uh seafood is the only like meat that i eat yeah so yeah i am a seafood fan
3: because i know you i know you like your sushi but i was just wondering yeah. like whether or not you would ever go to like a seafood restaurant because
2: oh yeah a lot i go to sushi restaurants japanese restaurants seafood place i go yeah
3: that's it's always up a there real for you. Mine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and obviously we've been to uh, Japan. So yeah,
3: a lot lots of lots of sushi
2: and yeah. went to Sakiji fish market and things like that. So yeah, I love that. Uh, but you said that like, do you eat fish?
3: Me. Um,
2: yeah.
3: People always like laugh and joke and say that I've got such a child's palate because I don't eat much fish, much seafood. I mean, there are stuff that I do like and I do enjoy, but I'm not a massive. Fish, fish fingers no no i mean i would eat a lot of different <laughs> types of fish but i'm a bit picky with with different fish and different seafoods but um i mean if i went to a seafood restaurant there would be something that i could eat and would enjoy it but um
2: just not your first choice no
3: i mean i'm more of a i'm more of a meat eater so i'm like mm-hmm. complete opposite of you
2: <laughs> yeah yeah but new in the block i'm really i'm actually really surprised this is on your list because i don't see this come up on amongst other people's, like, favourite episodes. So I think it's awesome that um, this actually appeared on both of Yeah,
3: I love this episode a lot. It's, it's definitely, um, as I said at the beginning, my top four... And maybe my top five, as my one more, were very, very clearly. Like, I didn't Mm. change them. As soon as I looked at all the different episodes before I even started re-watching them. So that's what I tend to do. I tend to, like, look at the episode titles and kind of make Mm. my list. And then as I'm going through and watching them, I tweak it and move stuff around if I enjoy something less than I thought I did. But my top four has been my solid top four... Um, since before I started re-watching it. So I knew that this would definitely make an appearance on my list. But I'm 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 glad that I'm surprising you with putting it on my list.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I really like that this sort of give Bart, gives Bart like an emotional episode as well. He's not just like a little shit. He's <laughs> you're sort of like he's he's heartbroken and he's like pining and he feels rejected because he f- he's he's insecure about his like age and stuff. Um so it's nice to see that side of bar. It's more it feels more like a Lisa plot but putting Bar in it. Which it's is really
3: funny how nice. these two episodes, so this one and obviously I love Lisa, as you mm. said at the beginning, they're very, very similar episodes but in very different ways. But it's so nice that they are so close together in the yeah. season, if that makes sense. Like it almost yeah. if if I had to sort of predict i would never have said that these two episodes were in the same season i would have thought Mm. that um new kid on the block was like maybe slightly later um before sort of actually looking into it properly but um yeah they're both like really solid episodes and even though they are very similar in storyline like they are told very differently which makes them equally as good on their own if that makes sense Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i'll show them who's just a kid (laughs) it's your bedtime I laid out your jammy jams
3: (laughs) and you know what other line I like as well Um, I think Homer even though he doesn't really have much of a storyline I feel like he is like secretly one of the best characters in this episode because I like the bit when um, he's going through the Winfield like um, stuff that they put (laughs) out on the curb and um, Marge is like "Uh, where did you get all those expired medication from and he's like what do you mean Marge I always need to take my estrogen <laughs> it also
2: has the amazing shot of him laying in the paddling pool hot oh my dogs.
3: god yes so when i when i was pregnant with my first son um he i was like really heavily pregnant in 2018 when it was like the really hot heat wave and my husband used to say to me all the time you're gonna go and sit in the paddling pool aren't you like home at <laughs> in the hot dog and i was like you know me too well that was literally me when i was pregnant
2: I the beginning of this one, I always remember. I like because I had my VHS. I never knew which episode was coming next. I would forget. They were just like random ones that I used to tape off TV. And I always remember the start of this one because it's the um, are like making bacon. On oh the my beach.
3: god! I wrote that down <laughs> oh, as well. Baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Ron.
5: Which one of our girls said the following about you? He looks so sexy. I hoped we would have sex.
0: Well, that's a tough one, because I did the deed with Uda, Candy,
5: and Shasta. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's true, all right. Uh, uh, but I'm gonna have to go with Shasta, because she liked making bacon on the beach.
5: <laughs> Ooh, me too
2: and i always i never know that that's what this episode that's from this episode but i always remember that beginning to an episode because i know from that i'm like oh i like this episode i
3: literally I, without
2: actually remembering what it was
3: i literally wrote um because she liked making bacon on the beach i literally wrote that in my notes yeah. so i love that line
2: it's so good i
3: did the deed with uda and chester
2: <laughs> i just love the little image of homer in his little black speedos like frying bacon <laughs>
3: Oh, just like... Like, am I just being really dense or something? But is that like, like a dirty joke that I don't get...
2: Um, I have no idea. I think it's one of them things you're just supposed to think, oh, it's a euphemism for some sort of sexual act, but oh. I don't think I don't know what it is in particular or if it is anything in particular. you're just supposed to think it's just the way they talk on them sort of like dating shows. I, I just guess.
3: I just didn't know if the joke just completely went over my head because I oh, I've... there's
2: a really disgusting sex act that you didn't realize. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Called making bacon.
3: Uh. I know, I think it's
2: because no, she's say, he's saying she's so hot. Oh, it's like frying okay. bacon on a hot beach, it's oh. like heat on heat yeah that's yeah. it literally I've only just got it in my head as I as I like said it out loud oh. I was like oh of course she's really hot
3: there you go <laughs> learn something yeah. new every day on this pod
2: yeah I always thought it was like she likes making bacon on the beach but she's <laughs> like making bacon on the beach yeah she's really hot it's I get hot. it
3: yeah 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 we're
2: explaining jokes now um, and this is also the final thing I was going to say about this episode is it's the final uh, prank call to Moe's because it puts an end to oh my God, yes. the prank call to Moe's yes it's like they got sick of it and then they ended that storyline because he thinks it's Jimbo, so they can't really do yeah. it anymore.
3: he's like, I wasn't going to kill you. I was just going to cut you. <laughs> <laughs> the delivery so good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, I forgot uh, about that. That's great.
3: That's your outlaw. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, what a good episode. Makes me want to watch it now. Yeah. Excellent. Very so that was your number three.
3: Yeah. So you might as well mention your...
2: That was my number four. So my number three... Yeah. Um I would be surprised if this wasn't on your list. Okay. But we'll see. My number 3 is Marge versus the Monorail.
3: Yeah, this is my number 2. Monorail,
2: Monorail, Monorail. monorail. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. So we're like one step behind each other. So yeah. we'll just talk about these together as well then.
3: <laughs> yeah. This is such a brilliant episode and it is it actually made my shortlist for um greatest episodes of all time. Um mm. when I was making my um when I was making my list for my favorites this was one on there that was d- that made my shortlist for yeah, my same. favorites yeah it's just such an iconic episode and if you say to someone like name me a simpsons episode it's pretty obvious that someone is going to mention this episode cuz it's so iconic
2: I think of this one as like if you say to me like what's the most famous simpsons episode yeah In my head, it's always this one. Yeah,
3: definitely. That I agree.
2: That's why when we did the initial Simpsons four and one more that I did with Beef and Tears and Becca, it was the one that we were all so surprised wasn't on any of our lists. But when I spoke to them afterwards, we all didn't put it on our list because we all thought it would be on each other's lists.
3: Just assumed, yeah, that yeah, that someone was going to mention it. Yeah, Yeah, this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant, and it has one of the best um, Simpsons songs. In it, that obviously you need to mention.
2: I'm always so happy to get another, like, Hartman character as well. Oh, yeah. So we've got Lyle Lanley in this.
3: Mr. Lanley! This has got so many good one-liners in it, this episode.
2: I forgot that this is the episode that has Mr. Snrub in it as well. (laughs) Oh,
3: my God, yes!
2: I like the way Snrub thinks.
0: (laughs) Hello, my name is Mr. Snrub, and I come from uh, someplace far away. Yes, that'll do. Anyway, I I say we invest that money back in the nuclear plant. I like the way Snrub thinks. Um,
2: I forgot how, like, I know this episode's so good, and it's almost like I haven't watched it in so long, because I'm like, oh, I know that episode so well, I don't need to watch that one. And then when I watched it this time, I was like, just, it all came back to me as I remembered, like, how perfect it is, like... There's so many little bits that you forget are all in the same episode. Like, you've got the Flintstones opening, you've got the Mr. Snrub stuff, Lyle Landley. Yeah.
3: There's
2: just so much going on.
3: I don't know why, but I always quote the line, I call the big one, baby. And I don't know why. Homer, there's a
5: family of possums in here. I call the big one, baby. Mm, I'm going to see
3: Mr. Landley.
2: That's, um... Matt Groening himself said that's his favorite Simpsons line.
3: No way! A,
2: I, I read a thing with him ages, I guess years ago. I read this, and um, I can't remember what it was from. It might have been from a commentary or something, but it was like Matt Groening, and he said that's like his favorite Simpsons line. <laughs> it's the one that he always thinks about. I call the big one biting.
3: Out of context, though, it's not even that funny. But it's no. just the it's just the delivery.
2: So I always think of I call the big one biting as like the Groening line. Yeah, like, that's the one he loved.
3: That's brilliant.
2: I always, I also love when they're having the big meeting at town when they're thinking how they can spend all the money, and uh, Grandpa keeps trying to get out like we could do up Main Street. (laughs) I was like, yeah, let's do it. Wait, wait, wait. We could put all our eggs (laughs) in
3: one basket. (laughs) No, hold on, just one minute.
5: Sure, we could fix up Main Street. We could put all our eggs in one basket. (laughs) Wasn't done yet. I'm just saying, we could blow all our money on a stupid little street, but yeah, <laughs> oh, 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 I ain't for it, I'm a it
2: Yeah, that's really great as well. Like it's just so well written. Um this was like maybe the last Conan O'Brien episode
3: oh really I know I think I know that it's like his most famous episode but
2: yeah it's like his most beloved one because I think shortly after this was when he went and got his own show
3: oh okay
2: so it might be his last or it's definitely one of the last
3: yeah I saw a thing uh, it must have been on YouTube like I can't really remember where I saw it but of him performing the monorail song
2: oh great i was, haven't seen that it was
3: brilliant it's brilliant and like he sings the whole thing and like plays the piano like loyal landy and stuff it's really really cool mm. really cool
2: um something i always think about is hobo when he's trying to see if marge finds him attractive when he's the monorail conductor <laughs> it's like am i turning you on what if i do this plan? what if i talk like this
3: <laughs> what if i sing to <laughs> what- you <laughs>
2: I gave my love a chicken, it had no
3: bone. Mmm, <laughs> chicken.
2: <laughs>
4: I love it.
5: We monorail conductors are a crazy breed, half in love with death, gobbling up danger like ordinary many peanuts. Am I turning you on? No. What if I undo this button? Good
4: night, Homer.
5: What if I talk like this? What if I sing to you? I gave my love a chicken, it had no bone. Mmm, chicken.
2: Absolutely bonkers. Like, the writing in this episode is so off the wall. It's so but crazy. not in a way that, like, because sometimes a real, like, wackily written episode where, like, I don't like, I find it too jarring. Yeah. But this is so bonkers, but it just works for me for some reason.
3: This, I just feel like every sort of couple of minutes, there's, like, a absolutely quality... Just one-liner.
2: It's so snappy, yeah.
3: Every couple of uh, minutes, yeah.
2: What if? What if I was taking a shower and I slip on a bar of soap? Oh my god, I'd be killed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is a. There's a really good Wiggum line as well. The ring came off my pudding can.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's part of the song. I probably just put in the whole song because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I love um, it. I'll never get bored of listening to it.
3: No, I won't either. It's definitely up there as like one of the greatest Simpsons songs.
2: And you've also got the great Leonard Nimoy oh, yeah. role in this episode, didn't as well. I? <laughs> A solar eclipse, the cosmic ballet goes on. <laughs> Does anyone want to switch
0: seats? <laughs> A solar eclipse, the cosmic ballet goes on. Does anyone want to switch seats?
3: And then there's the cameo of Lurleen Lumpkin. It's like, oh,
2: I forgot that was on this one. What are you one. up
3: to, Lurleen? I spent last night in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, I love this episode.
2: So it's absolutely I I part of me thought, is she gonna really throw a curveball? and be like no it's not on my list i don't really like this one that much
3: oh no i love this i love this episode and it's one that i could happily watch over and over and over again and not get bored of it just cuz and i have yes exactly and i feel like it's probably partly because of what you said at the beginning where it's so there's so many different segments that you don't realize are in the same episode mm. like i love the opening of like the flintstones bit at the beginning and, mm. But I always forget it's the monorail episode, yeah, like, yeah, with like the toxic waste stuff. I always forget it, and then all of a sudden, like they're doing the monorail, and it's just really random. But um, I equally love the segments like on their own.
2: Yeah, and like the stuff with Marge going off and doing the investigation. You don't often get that from Marge. That's normally Bart and Lisa doing the investigation. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, I agree. So Marge doing that stuff's really fun as well. So like, I don't know. There's like.
3: There weren't no monorail, though. Never was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's, um, there's just great bits. let So much going on for an episode that's so stupid. Like, it's about a monorail. Yeah. That's what it's about. But there's just so much stuff going on. It's just so well put together, so well written. See, I never really knew what a monorail
3: was, even as a kid. Because I don't think... We don't really have them here in the UK, do we? Like, the closest thing we've got is like a tram.
2: Um, I swear I've been on a monorail somewhere in the UK when I was a kid. I
3: mean, the only monorail I feel like I've... Probably
2: at, like, a theme park or something. That's literally what
3: I was just about to say. I feel like the the only monorail that I've ever knowingly been on is at disney which right is in america
2: there's one there's definitely a theme park in the uk that has a monorail and i don't know which one it is mm. but i've been on that
3: it might be like
2: chessington yeah that might yeah. be that's i think because i used to go there all the time, because i didn't live too far from there so that yeah. was where i used to go it might be chessington one of them anyway has a monorail i went on the um Seattle monorail last year. Oh that's year.
3: cool. Do you know yeah. what that's in a Frasier episode? Yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. When <laughs> I, love I got that. it as well. You know
2: you know they get it cuz that episode is them just like just, hitting all the just famous things in Seattle. Seattle, yeah. Yeah, and they end up getting the monorail and it's very sort of like utilitarian. They just need to get somewhere. So we we'll yeah. jump on the monorail rather than do it as a tourist thing. And that's exactly how it was for me.
3: No way. From
2: where I was, it was just the quickest way for me to get back to the airport. It was the day I flew home. I was like, I'll jump on the monorail and <laughs> go to the airport that way. I love that. Because <laughs> I my accommodation at the, my last accommodation in Seattle was literally across the road from the monorail station. So I was like, just ran over Easy. and jumped on it. Easy, yeah. Yeah.
3: I love that. Seattle is always like the one place that i've always wanted to go in america
2: oh i really liked it yeah i loved it
3: yeah it's definitely somewhere that i intend to go in the future
2: that whole sort of northwest um of of america wa- washington and um oregon yeah oh, just the scenery there's gorgeous and it's bigfoot country so yeah big, tall trees and forests you get like forests and coastlines and everything it's it's just everything really isn't beautiful. it yeah yeah it's gorgeous um that's enough of my uh, holiday pod <laughs>
3: it's 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 fraser country as well
2: yeah, exactly, even though it's not actually filmed there No, I know, <laughs>
3: apart from that one episode <laughs> hmm. uh,
2: But yeah, Marge vs. the Monorail Absolute stone-cold classic It almost feels redundant for us to talk about it I know, it's like, we just can't do it any justice
3: said. Yeah, exactly We just can't hmm. do it any justice
5: Well, my work is done here What do you mean your work is done? You didn't do anything
4: <laughs> Didn't I?
2: Uh, an absolute classic. So, but interestingly, it wasn't either of ours number one. No. So, I'll be interested. So that means we've definitely got different stuff on our list. I'll be interested to see if your number one is the same as either of my one or two. Yeah. So, I guess I'll move on to my number two then. My number two is Margin Chains.
3: No, this isn't on my list, but this is so, oh. so close to being on my list. Like, this is one that flip-flopped between um like my number like my one more it was between so margin change like i love this episode so much um it literally just missed the cut um it was one between this and my one more which i'll discuss later but um it was very very close to me i love this episode and this was on like you you say it like quite a lot but it was on one of the vhs's that i had um right So I can't remember what the VHS I
2: think I had one with this on as well. It was the one the white with the lineup. Yeah, 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 it was like Like crime and punishment, I think it it was. Yeah, crime and punishment. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. So this is one that I used to watch a lot of a lot as a kid because of that reason. So yeah, this this is very, very high up on my list, but it didn't make the cut just
2: it was almost my number one it was so I almost flipped it as my number one last minute because I forgot how much I love this episode yeah. it has
3: I I can understand just
2: so many lines I've got lo- like I think it's because you know how much I love Lionel Hearts. yeah we did our yeah. side episodes and this is like the best episode for Lionel Hutz yeah like half of my lines on here are the Lionel Hutz stuff yeah. you know that oh he's gonna win <laughs> uh you know all of it, like the, the Let the Record Show, The Witness made the drinky, drinky motion. Delicious bourbon, brownest of the brown liquors. <laughs> Hello, David. All this is in like this one section. I'm really tempted. You know, yeah. I'm Not Wearing a Tie At All is in this one. Yep. Um, can You Imagine A World Without Lawyers is in this one. I move for a bad court Thingy. thingy. <laughs> That's why you're the judge and I'm the law talking. Yeah,
3: this this is <laughs> yeah. this is like quality Lionel Hutz. Like this I I do agree with you. I think this is Lionel Hutz's best episode, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, it's
2: almost to the point where I forget that they all all those quotes are in this one episode. Yeah. Like it is an absolute like showcase for Hutz. Yeah, this is
3: brilliant. and that alone is
2: why it's so high for me.
0: So, Mr. Nahasapima Petalon, if that is your real name, have you ever forgotten anything? No. In fact, I can recite pi to 40,000 places. The last digit is one. Mmm, pi. Well, if you never forget anything, tell me this. What color tie am I wearing? You are wearing a red and white striped club tie in a half Windsor knot. Oh, I am, am I? Is that what you think? Well, if that is what you think, I have something to tell you. Something that may shock and discredit you. And that thing is as follows. I'm not wearing a tie at all. (gasps) (gasps) But if I am wrong about that, maybe I am wrong about Mrs. Simpson. No further questions.
2: But then aside from that... It's just a really fun episode. It's really similar to the Rancho Relaxo one where Marge is away, so the family has to cope without her.
3: Yeah, and they really struggle.
2: And I love that one too, yeah.
3: And I love the bit when, um I've I've like used it quite a lot on social media, but the bit when, um they turn up to visit Margin Joe and, and Homer's standing there in the Halloween costume and he's just like yeah, in the little oh devil my God, costume. It's so funny. I've used that It s- is he's
2: wearing the wedding dress at home.
3: Yeah, I've used that so many times on social media, just like Homer in the in the little devil costume.
2: I love like how pathetic he is at, like looking looking after himself. I put it here in my notes, Homer in wedding dress slash Halloween costume. <laughs> And Bart's plan to like break her out of jail, like Bartina. Oh, Bartina. (laughs) (laughs) A cocktail dress and a crowbar.
3: (laughs) So stupid. I want to hear you do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, maybe not.
3: (laughs) Now you kids be good while
5: mother's in prison. Don't worry, Mom. I'll bust you out of there just as soon as I get a cocktail dress and a crowbar. Bartina, until I met you... I was the loneliest warden in the penal system. Fresh. Mm. Oh, down I go.
3: <laughs> this is also. Um, I don't know if you have written this, but um, I know that in Weird Tales you did the uh, Simpsons prediction thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, a lot of people used. Simpsons predicting the future um from this episode there's the part about oh, the Osaka I know what flu you're
4: yeah Yeah, yeah, and about how they're
3: coughing in the cardboard box and they're saying oh that's how coronavirus got started yeah (laughs) and like
2: when when, like lockdown started that was like everywhere yeah so many
3: clickbait that was coming up on social media was like the simpsons predicted coronavirus and then used that and then like hardcore simpsons fans were in the comments being like this is the Osaka flu this is like nothing to do with coronavirus like stop clickbaiting
2: yeah Again, this is another one that opens so memorably for me. Like I talk about the making bacon on the beach. Like any Simpsons episode that starts with them watching telly. Yeah, this I is always this is Troy. The juice, the loosener. juice loosener. You got all that for one bag of oranges? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hello, Troy. Hi,
0: everybody. Hi, Doctor Nick. Troy, would you like a glass of orange juice? I sure would. But won't we have to pay those outrageous grocery store prices for something the farmer probably spit in? Not anymore. All thanks to the new juice loosener. Doctor, are you sure it's on? I can't hear a thing. It's whisper quiet! You got all that from one bag of oranges? That's right. Order now, and you'll also get Sun and Run, the Suntime lotion that's also a laxative.
3: There's a better way.
2: <laughs> and it also has um, one of my favorite uh, Wigan moments we talked about on the side characters one as well. So, all these things I talked about on my side characters episode are coming up in this, which is probably why this is so high. But it's got the uh, I've been starving them, teasing them, singing off key. My yeah. My and also, our favorite, always becoming a segment, Horny Marge. Horny
3: Marge, yeah.
2: She like pounces Homer in the caravan. Yeah, caravans. and
3: like the caravan like falls over.
2: <laughs> I need a horny Marge jingle. We do
3: need a horny Marge jingle. I agree.
2: Mm. It's just the noise of her pouncing him.
5: Honey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're feeling right now, so I don't want to push anything. We can just hold hands or sit and talk.
3: <laughs> we need to. We need to shout out uh, the tweet that you got today.
2: Oh, the guy with the horny Marge pin.
3: Oh, my God, I'm so jealous. This is a shout-out to Timothy Belson. Sorry if I've said that wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You literally have the coolest... I I have, like, pin envy. He has a pin that says, um, literally just says, Horny Marge, and I'm dying of jealousy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, amazing.
3: So shout-out.
2: I I feel so, like, vindicated that there's all these more people out there that are appreciating, like... Marge's uh sexuality
3: her horniness so we're we're gonna hunt high and low now for something that is um something that we can use as a horny marge jingle mm. so that we could just like slot it in going forward um that doesn't involve any kind of weird porno sites
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to type in horny Marge <laughs> get a VPN on for that. <laughs> Uh,
4: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, this also has the amazing, um, I always see this as an image like in memes and stuff or about, but I always forget it's from this episode, which is Homer eating the sandwich in Burns' germ-free chamber.
3: Oh my God, yeah. And he's
2: like, who are you? My name is Mr. Burns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this plague doesn't scare me. I've constructed a germ-free chamber for myself. Not a single microbe can get in or out. Who the devil are you?
5: Don't panic, just come up with a good story.
2: My name is Mr. Burns.
3: Don't! This episode (laughs) is brilliant.
2: We talk about the little like bits of line that get stuck in your head, like they loop around oj morphine lobo
3: <laughs> oj morphine lobo
2: <laughs> yeah i
3: love that yeah
2: brilliant episode passed so close to being like my favorite this season i'm
3: starting to regret not putting it in my list now
2: y- you went with your girl. yeah this wasn't there i
3: know the more i'm talking about it
2: <laughs> you got grandpa fighting the alligator in the toilet he's got his <laughs> teeth
5: <laughs> so how are things at home we flushed the gator down the toilet, but it got stuck halfway, and now we have to feed it. I'll bet you want a piece of me. Well, you ain't going to get it. See? Ha, ha, ha.
3: Oh. Ten. oh got it. There's
2: so many good bits yeah, in this episode. Yeah, this is packed.
3: I might actually have to, like, after we finish recording, I might have to go upstairs and watch this episode
2: absolute jam-packed we do that on weird tales when we record if we keep referencing as an episode afterwards we're always like oh, i gotta go and watch that one now like yeah. when it gets in our head you have to like <laughs> cleanse it from your brain
3: yeah yeah no this as i said this is number um this is number six on my list so obviously i've got my four my one mm. more and then this is number six So this literally just missed the cut but as i said i'm starting to regret not putting it on there
2: I think I know what your number one is, and I think I know what your one more is, actually. Now I'm looking at the list and thinking about what you're saying here.
3: Yeah, probably. I think
2: I think I know.
3: Yeah, it's probably quite predictable because neither of the episodes have been mentioned recently. Do you want me to go? Hang on
2: a second. Do you know what? Oh, I've just looked at the list of season four, and there's an absolute classic episode that hasn't been said yet. Okay. And I'm wondering if that's your number one. Okay. And I'm thinking the one that I've got as number one is like obviously what you've put as well. Oh, I'm okay, alright, okay. okay put me out my misery. What's your number one?
3: My number one is Homer the Heretic. Okay. That was that wasn't the reaction that I was expecting.
2: That's what I thought was your, your number one was gonna be. Okay. Because that's also my number one. Yeah. Okay, so we have the same number one, which is what I thought. But there's a couple of classic episodes that we have not got on our lists, which is interesting. And I feel like other people would be like, that's sacrilegious. Uh, talking of sacrilegious. Literally, (laughs) that's
3: what I was just about to say.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Talking of sacrilegious, one of the greatest episodes. This was nearly
3: on my top four of all time. Yeah, this was really close to being on my list as well. This this was definitely my short list. Um, There's just so much about this episode that I love. I think we mentioned it in one of the previous episodes, but like neither of us are overly religious, but we appreciate, no. we appreciate like religion and um, find it really interesting and stuff like that. Um, what I love about this is the fact that Homer is just classic Homer mm. and it, he has so many good one liners and so many good, um, like, I don't know how to put it. He he's just he's just being classic Homer, but at the same he's time he's just
2: so he's like an absolute gag machine. Like it is just so everything he does and says is funny in this episode. Yeah. It's just so funny. Like this is like the perfect written Homer. This yeah, is what definitely. I want Homer to yeah, be. Yeah,
3: this is what I want out of Homer. Because as much as he is a little bit of a dickhead, he's not yeah. like, as they call it, jerk ass Homer, at like where mm. he's just point-blank mean like he's not he's not
2: rude to other people no, he's just I mean, selfish in an innocent way
3: he yeah he like disrespects obviously like apu and like Krusty for their religious beliefs but in not in a horrible way like it's no, just, he's, doing he's just he's just being a, like, ignorant like, he's just the it, way that
2: kids just say what they see sometimes and it's rude
3: yeah exactly like he he's not he's not saying those things to be out of order to them or he's not saying them to be like T- to re- for a reaction type situation he's just doing it because he's just naive and he's just ignorant yeah. like he just doesn't realize um and i think that, that that's why he gets away with acting the way he does because i think people yeah. realize oh like and the one of the lines that i love in this is everyone's stupid apart from me <laughs>
2: yeah boy, everyone is stupid except me i forget that's from this episode and it's yeah. like so apt like that is apt for so many situations.
3: I've used that meme on social media quite a lot for different yeah. situations because like it is just like ignorance is bliss.
2: This um so I always write down my favourite lines from the episodes. And, like, half of my notes is literally just everything Homer says in the first act of this episode.
3: Yeah, I'm the same.
2: The big toasty cinnamon bun. Like, that image of him in bed as well is like, you know, everyone's had their mornings and it's like, I don't want to get up today. <laughs> that is just... I, I never get those mornings. I always have to get up. I always have something I've got to do. I have too much stuff on my plate. But that I have a warm memory of that toasty cinnamon bun.
3: I use that line all the time. And, um... I am quite a, I like to be snuggly and I love to be like lazy and even though I'm the same as you, like I constantly have to get up, I constantly have something to do, Mm. but one of my most favourite things to do is laying in bed doing nothing, like it's just my favourite thing and so I say that all the time, but the funny thing is the whole, uh oh, gotta take a whiz that is also me as well like i can't tell you how many times i've been absolutely comfy in bed like in my element and then i'm like oh god i need a wing now it's like the worst
2: the the little just the think man think like that (laughs) i always do that think (laughs) think 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 yeah think man think i always do that to myself forgetting it's even from this just the think man think (laughs) think when i've got to try and work something out
3: (laughs) and i'm whizzing
2: with the door open
3: And And I I love love it. it. (laughs) The
2: deliveries, that's what it is. All these lines, the deliveries are perfect.
3: I love it.
5: Uh, I'm just a big toasty cinnamon bun. I never want to leave this bed. Uh-oh, got to take a whiz. Think, man, think. Think, think, think. I better get up. I'm whizzing with the door open.
3: And I love it. As you say, like the first act of this episode, it just it's just classic, it's flawless. It's yeah. it, it literally flawless. And like, there's so many one lines in this whole episode, and I think that that was the reason why it is so high up on my list for the one liners. Like the storyline's great, and like even though there's not much of a, uh, um. Like, he doesn't really learn much of a lesson, really, no. at the end and of the And actually, it. the last
2: act isn't like that Exa- great. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it's, it's not that amazing. It's just this, this, this first opening act, is, I could watch it every day. Like, it's so enjoyable. Yeah. Even, you know, again, talk about the little things that get stuck in my head, just the little deliveries. Wow, 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 Delilah. wow, <laughs> <Brah. laughs>
5: <laughs> wow yeah
3: i love it yeah
2: yeah you bet your sweet
3: ass <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's 11 kbbl degrees below zero i hope you're
3: someplace warm
5: you bet your sweet ass. <laughs>
3: oh, i love it it's so funny
2: Patented space age out of this world, moon waffles. Moon waffles. The
5: perfect chance to make my patented space age out of this world, moon waffles. Let's see here, caramels, waffle batter, liquid smoke. Ooh, waffle runoff. Mmm, fattening.
3: I always wanted to know what liquid smoke was.
2: I think it's just made up oh. <laughs> for this.
3: It's like caramel.
2: I think it's flavouring to taste batter. like something's off a barbecue. Or liquid
3: smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant.
2: Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Just every I, I've written basically the whole script to the episode. I've written every line. They're all so good.
3: Oh, and it's the bit at the beginning as well where Homer is the sperm. Oh, no, 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 this no. he's is him the, in the fetus. Womb. Yeah, he's the fetus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, he's like... Um,
2: I'm all naked and wet. Yeah.
3: And then he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love With it. Just
2: him like... Land, like Those days where you have a free morning. I talked about this on Weird Tales recently, right? When The best days in the world are when you think you've got to do something.
3: I mean, it cancels. And then you don't have
2: to do it. Yeah. And you've got a free day. yeah. And that's what Homer gets here. He thinks he's got to go to church and then, you know, stupid itchy church pants. And then they split. That's it. I'm not going. And then he's got a free morning. Yeah. And that's all it takes to have like the greatest morning. And him just like farting around the house on his own, <laughs> singing, big slippers, dressing gown. I'm like, I've had days like that. And they are like the best yeah. ever. It's
3: like you've gained it's so relatable.
2: Time. <laughs> singing really loud. Like when I'm home alone, I sing really loudly, Ooh, really like badly. Short
3: shorts. Da, da, yeah, da, 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 exactly. da, I like short shorts. <laughs> yeah. It's just it. it's just um his his delivery as well. It's like when they ring up and he wins the competition and um he goes, These things I believe.
2: This, <laughs> this things I believe.
3: <laughs> it's the way he says it. <laughs> and the little like
2: dance he does as well, like when they're for the football, like now football, yes, and he does the little and he, like hits fingers in the air dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Mo is their leader.
3: You must be the three chiropractors I send for. Now start manipulating my spine. Hey Mo, we don't know nothing about manipulating.
4: You heard the lady.
5: Grab a spine and get cracking. <laughs> Mo is their leader. Why are you?
3: Hey. I also like um the bit. Oh, he goes. Yes, this is the greatest day of my life. I found a penny.
2: A penny, yeah. Again, it's the delivery. Every single line is perfect. Come to bed, Marge. The image, of-
3: <laughs> and he's like stroking her hair. <laughs> Come the to image bed, of him March. on the bed with
2: like the sheets barely covering his genitals is abs- Is so gratuitous and disgusting. <laughs> I-, I took a picture of that. Oh, that's on my phone, that image of him just like laying there. You send
3: it to Becca, don't come you? Come to
2: bed, Marge. I did, I did actually send it to her when I was watching it. <laughs> Made me laugh so much.
3: I'm not going to lie, Ben does say that to me sometimes. He's like, come to bed. I'm like, I'm trying to take my makeup off. Like, wait. <laughs> like, Or I'm trying to do something. And he's like, come to bed, Marge. And I'm like, I'm trying to do something.
2: So we talk about the perfect lines. And there's also a long, like... Same as that, you know, Homer in the dressing gown dancing, Homer laying on the bed, like trying to get Marge to bed. It's the imagery is so good. Like, um, he dreams of talking to God and then it cuts out of his dream and he's just waving with drool down his face.
3: Yeah. He's like, (laughs) and when he's like laying in the garden with all the animals and they're like float, like all the animals are coming and sitting on his like shoulder and stuff.
2: So, just so many good like images all the way through it. I love this episode. Um, it makes me wish I put it on my favorites of all time,
3: yeah, I mean, I feel like you had a really good list of your favorites of all time, and but this is this for me as well. I'm exactly the same as you. This was like on my short list for um for favorite episodes.
2: I think the reason it's not is um it's just because the third act isn't as good, like the first is so good, and even the middle act is so good as well yeah. when like reverend love is come into the house and you know, and do you remember Matthew twenty-one seventeen? <laughs> and he left there and went out of the city to Bethany, and he lodged there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think about it. And I sent you the animation of him doing it. You yeah. did. Think about it. That's like my favorite little snippet yeah. animation. Is so good.
0: Yeah, uh, Homer. I'd like you to remember Matthew seven twenty-six. The foolish man who built his house on sand.
5: And you remember Matthew. Twenty one seventeen. And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany and he lodged there. Yeah. Think about it.
3: Yeah, this is brilliant. Um I remember when I was a kid and like we was doing like some fire safety thing at school and like the teacher said to us, Oh, um like what should you do if you like get like fire comes on you, and then I started. I literally got up in the middle of my whole class and started going, When the fire, when the to fire burn, starts to burn, <laughs> there's a lesson, the lesson, you wrestler. Must must learn. And then she, something, something, <laughs> and she literally looked at me and was like, Sit down, <laughs> embarrassing.
2: God said to Noah, there's, there's gonna be, be a floody, floody <laughs> garbage island. <laughs>
3: <laughs> God said to Noah
0: There's gonna be a floody floody Rain came down It started to get muddy muddy Get
5: those animals Out on the arky arky Leave me alone
2: He came before me in a dream Which I know is special Because I'm usually dreaming about naked Marge <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I've written, like, the whole episode out here. Just every time, like I say, every time I come across a line that I love, I write it down, and it's the whole episode, basically. Um, Let me tell you about another so-called wicked man.
3: (laughs) He had long hair and some (laughs) crazy ideas. I have a responsibility to raise these children right, and unless
5: you change, I'll have to tell them their father is, well, wicked. Kids, let me tell you about another so-called wicked guy. He had long hair and some wild ideas, and he didn't always do what other people thought was right. And that man's name was... I forget. But the point is... I forget that too. Marge, you know who I'm talking about? He used to drive that blue car.
3: Yeah, this episode is brilliant, just purely for the one-liners.
2: Yeah, and one final image is uh, Ned jumping out, landing on the mattress, and then somersaulting back And then he
3: goes, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, it's brilliant.
2: Yeah. Oh, God, I want to watch it again right now. So the, I feel like every episode we're talking about, we're saying, I want to watch it again right now. Yeah. Because there's so, this episode, this series is so strong. And that's just like the top four we've been talking about. Like, yeah. Like you said at the beginning, even the middle tier are like flawless
3: yeah i mean so that was your number one as well wasn't it
2: that was all num- my number one as well yeah
3: so um i'm just trying to like i know we haven't mentioned our plus ones yet but i'm just trying to look at our list to see like what episodes that i'm surprised haven't been mentioned yet just because after we talk about our well, number one there's
2: one i want to talk about well there's one i, I want to say that i'm surprised but i'm not going to just in case okay. it's your plus one. Okay.
3: So. I'll go ahead. Um, my plus yeah. one is Mr. Plow.
2: <gasps> that isn't what I thought you were going to say. No way. <laughs> I thought. Okay. I know. I was going to say. What,
3: I. I know. Yeah. What you're I gonna thought think. you
2: were going to say Someone's Choice.
3: Yeah. No. Do you know? Because we
2: recently said we liked it.
3: Yeah. So I do really like someone's Choice as an episode, but. In terms of Selma episodes, for me, this is very, like, middle of the road. Like, it's not mm. my favourite Selma episode. Um, and, like, I do like the storyline with it, but it's just very middle tier for me. Like, I think, because this this season's got so many great episodes in it. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's it got stiff it's competition. Just, yeah, it's just, like, pushed it down and down and down because there's so many more episodes that I prefer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of thought that you would think that i would go for that just because obviously how much i love selma but just because there's so many good classic episodes in this season it just pushed it down my list but as i said it's middle tier it's middle tier it's not at the bottom um yeah. but i think it's
2: it's like eight for me it's actually above mr plow on my list oh really really yeah i think i love um i love lisa getting wacky basically i am the lizard queen yeah that stuff.
3: i am the lizard queen <laughs> queen
2: and uh, I always think about when because I'm old and tired I always think of oh this looks fun a bench
3: (laughs) (laughs) and the thing is when you've been with kids all day that's so relatable
2: yeah it also has the dirtiest joke when they go to the sperm clinic I only just noticed this time but the sign says put your sperm in our hands
3: (laughs) and all the babies (laughs) all the babies are like barney
2: Yeah, um, and you've also got Great Horny Marge of like, I am Homer, please. <laughs> so that's what I thought was going to be your plus one, but your plus one is actually Mr. Plow, yeah. which is the one I was really surprised was on either of, li- of our lists, yeah. but it is. Yeah, it's just, it,
3: it, for me, it, it's just another example of just being a classic episode in this yeah. season. Um, I love it. It's. I think this is one of those... Similar to Homer the Heretic where it's just like one liner after one liner after one liner. Um mm. and I find myself quoting it a lot. To be honest, until recently, I didn't realise how much I liked it. Um right. but it's one that's grown on me a lot recently over the last like year or so. Um probably because of Disney Plus and probably seeing it. A lot more and it being more available because I don't really have many memories of watching this as a kid, or I don't really remember seeing it much on the TV um so it's probably because I have the freedom and the choice to watch it now that I've it's grown on me but um yeah I think
2: we have the opposite experience with this episode then because if you'd asked me when I was a kid it probably would have been my favorite episode
3: oh really like
2: I loved it I've seen it so many times and now it's almost like I don't like it as much because I don't know if I'm just like oh I'm sick of it like I've seen it it might be one of the ones I've seen the most
3: yeah to be fair I've got episodes like that as well like I can't think of them off the top of my head but there are episodes that I I feel exactly that same way about
2: watching it. This time reminded me it, it very it really is similar to um, Flaming Moe's. Yeah, but with Barney instead of Moe, yeah. it's like one of them rips off Homer's idea. They get more popular about it, and then they have a rivalry I never, between friends. I
3: never made that comparison before, but it's, it, you're completely no. right.
2: Yeah, just this time round, it like really clicked to me. Like this is really similar to to Flaming Flaming Moe's.
3: Yeah no I like that and like there's so many um, there's there's another Horny Marge as well in this
2: oh of course <laughs> when
3: the she's, jacket. <laughs> when she's like can you just put the jacket on for fun
2: <laughs> yeah I love that uh, yeah oh holy.
3: Did you know there's actually so much more horny Marge than I actually thought?
2: I know. This is really opening my eyes because it's like most episodes have some sort of... I said to Becca about it earlier. I said Marge is like the only Simpsons character with like a libido.
3: Yeah.
2: All of the others are like kind of sexless. And yeah. I don't really like when Homer's all like sec, into sex and stuff. But Marge, I'm like, no, she's the character who's into she's sex.
3: She's allowed to be. Yeah. Yeah we'll discuss that. There's a couple of episodes like um with uh, grandpa and like sexual inadequacy and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about horny marge till the cows come home. Yeah. I feel like if this pod ever got like a, some merch or like t-shirts or stuff it would be like horny marge related. Yeah. themed. <laughs>
2: it's naked pictures of marge on a t-shirt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that.
2: Uh, yeah, the Mr. Plow rap that Bart and Lisa ha- hates <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh.
5: <laughs> I think you should do a new ad, one that's fresh and original. I know, I'll do a rap. Boom, ch boom, boom, boom. I'm Mr. Plow, and I'm here to say I'm the plow in this dying, the uh, right day. Yeah, hey. I got a big plow, and I'll move a lot of things, like your car if you have one.
3: Stop it right now. Promise you'll never do that again. And when, when Bart goes, you are fully licensed and bonded by the city, aren't you, Mr. Plough? <laughs> Shut up, boy.
2: <laughs> My dad used to say that to me.
3: What? Shut up, boy.
2: Shut up, boy. Yeah, if I, if I was acting like a little shit. Uh, it has the great image of Barney as the big baby.
3: Oh, yeah. Tell them big baby sent you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and obviously the Mr. Plough jingle is yeah. amazing.
3: That my name, that name again is Mr. Plough.
5: So remember, call Mr. Plough, that's my name, that name again is Mr. Plough.
2: So me and my dad actually had a similar rivalry to uh, Mr. Plough and the Plough King.
3: No way, what, with like...
2: With VHSs, right? <laughs> <laughs> so just at the time when VHSs were like no longer around anymore, my dad bought this huge job lot of VHSs. With this, like, harebrained scheme that, like, they were going to... Make a People combat. are going to start collecting them. Yeah, like, people collect vinyl is like, yeah. people are going to go back to VHS. Well, and in a way, some people number. did, and he was actually no right. He TV. made a lot of money on this, like, VHS job lot. No way. But I had to help him organise it. And when I say it was huge, like, my dad has a huge work no, no went and it, again, it was so. full of VHSs. Hungry, hungry, so I helped him go through them and catalogue them and list them and all this stuff. And he said, yeah, feel free to take some yourself. And um, set up your own shop. So he set up a store called Video Hound. That's cute. And then I set up the VHS King. <laughs> 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 it like, it made me laugh. Like, Video Hound sounds so like wholesome, like Mr. Yeah. Plow. And then there's like the, the VHS King rolls in, like <laughs> the Plow King. Um, so there, that was, that reminded me of this.
3: That's so funny. Did you ha- did you get the key to the city? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I have the key to
2: Aylesbury Buckinghamshire.
3: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so um, this is my number... This is my plus one, just purely because it's such a, an iconic episode. Um, I just really enjoy it. And as I said, it's grown on me a lot since Disney Plus and that uh, I can watch it a lot more. But obviously it had the opposite effect on you, which is really, really interesting. Mm. Um, but like the storyline is... It's fine, like it's not the best, but it, it is the one liners that I do love and it is one that I would always pick to watch. But to be honest with you, I'm not gonna lie, I am regretting not picking margin chains now over this. I'm, I'm oh. not gonna I I do regret it, but um I'm gonna I'm gonna stay true to my to my word yeah I have to go instinct. with it, but I do have the regret there. I'm not gonna lie.
2: <laughs> right, well these are some great lists so far
3: yeah i'm really 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 enjoying this yeah i'm really happy actually
2: i'm really loving reliving season four because it was a few weeks ago that i watched it so like just going back through it just picking out our favorites i'm just like god this is so good
3: i'm really intrigued to know what your plus one is though is 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 it your just your fifth favorite or is it a wild card
2: so my number my plus one was going to be uh like i said i have a few on the side i just picked when it comes to it, it was going actually going to be Mr. Plow because I thought, oh, I don't think either of us are going to have it on our list. And if in case we don't, I think it bears mentioning because it's so popular. Yeah. Uh, but now you've you've done that. So well, I'm going to go with my other plus one choice, which is Krusty Gets Cancelled.
3: Oh, okay.
2: So this is like in the top quarter of my choices, but I think this deserves a plus one just because this is where they've really... They've had a few cameos and things up until this point.
3: They're really ramped up. And then this is where
2: they go, let's throw everyone. Like, Simpsons is big, big, big now, and people want to have cameos on it. Let's just get loads of them and chuck them all in. And it makes this, like, great... We talk about how the last episodes of the series aren't always, like, a great big send-off to each season. We've talked about how they're kind of underwhelming, like, Blood Feud just ends with, like, a sort of... And uh, the babysitter bandit isn't like a finale sort of episode, but this feels like a proper season finale. I agree. Um, it's a big send off. They've got all the stars. They've got Krusty singing. They've got a great like one episode character of Gabo. They've got like everything going on.
3: I definitely think that this is um, sort of a Simpsons introductory into like celebrity stardom, and like they are up yeah. there with with the big with the big programs that can afford to have all of these people and it's not just one or two they've literally like gone from zero to a hundred they've they've had so many celebrities in like a really short space of time
2: so you've got johnny carson hugh hefner bette midler luke perry elizabeth taylor barry white and the red hot chili peppers all in one episode
3: absolutely mental
2: um and the thing is what's interesting about it is it's happened a few times but mostly until now it's celebrities come on and voice a character. Yeah. You've had a couple of times where they've had like a little cameo as themselves. Like
3: Aerosmith.
2: Um yeah, but then this is really just like, oh there's loads of celebrities playing themselves. Yeah. And that's where they would more lean into.
3: Yeah, and I think they're able to do that because of Krusty being a celebrity. Yeah. Exactly. yeah I think it would be so weird if like all of a sudden all these celebrities were in Springfield for hardly any reason. Um but just the fact that it's tied to Krusty you can do it like it allows them to be able to do that but um yeah this is actually really really high up on my list as well um this actually comes under margin chains for me so this is so what so that would be seven
2: it's number seven for me yeah
3: yeah no so yeah. this this is a really good choice and i really appreciate this episode i really like it and it's a, it's the same like it's got so many good lines in this one as well like
2: the one line i i don't think i've Found it that funny until this time, and I keep thinking about it and giggling to myself ever <laughs> since I've watched it this time. And what I've done here, actually, on this series, I've got like a little pink marker and put a little pink dot next to like some of my favourite lines from the season because sometimes we don't get to talk about certain episodes, but there's like a line I want to mention. But one of them is from this, and it's so weird. It's there's all the hype about Gabo, 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 and then when it's like about to be on telly for the first time. Lisa goes, our first glimpse at Cabo. And Homer goes, he'll tell us what to do. <laughs> I can't even say it. It just makes me laugh. He's so serious. Like, tell
3: us he'll tell- to
2: do about what. <laughs> he'll tell us what to do. Like everyone's waiting <laughs> for this moment. It's literally
3: never a, never a line that I've ever considered like to be funny no. before. But now you say that, I feel like next time I watch it, I'm really going to laugh. <laughs> I can't believe it. Our
5: first
2: glimpse of Gabbo. He'll tell us what to do. It's so deadpan. This time watching it, just it smacked me around the head of like how funny that delivery and such a weird line is. Our first glimpse of Gabbo. He'll tell us what to do.
3: <laughs> I like um, when um, just it's like just before that and um, Smithers and burns and he goes, look, Smithers, Gabbo is coming. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yes, sir. Yeah.
5: Look Smithers, Gabo is coming! Ah, uh, yes sir.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I love, like, Gabo is a ridiculous character. It's bonkers, it's almost like a magic character. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's so crazy. But
2: for some reason, like, it works for me and I love it. And he calls all, all everyone little, the little SOBs.
3: Which I didn't know was son of a bitch.
2: yeah. yeah. I didn't
3: realise that until, like, maybe like when
2: I was a kid I didn't get yeah. that yeah
3: all the kids in Springfield are little SLBs <laughs> such <laughs> a think, little brat I think I had to google it once because I was like I don't right. even know what that means and I googled it I and think I was as like, I got oh. older I just
2: sort of worked it out yeah
3: Yeah. we'll be back
0: after this commercial for Gabo Airlines
3: and cut
0: that ought to hold the little SLBs Gabo. quiet oh I wouldn't want to have fed the little SLBs I wish you'd stop saying that hmm <laughs> hey, boyo, what's so funny?
5: Well, it's. Nah, you wouldn't be interested. It's too lowbrow.
0: No, I'm quite lowbrow.
5: <laughs> well, somebody just wrote a body limerick on the men's room wall.
0: This I gotta see! All the kids in Springfield are SOBs. Gabo's kind of language has no place on or off TV. And that's my two cents.
5: <laughs> that ought to hold those SOBs. <laughs>
2: But yeah, I'm not, I don't know, there's there's loads of really good Krusty episodes, but I don't know if many of them get to my absolute favourites. They're always ones that are, like, in the top tier, but not, like, in the absolute, like, top four. Yeah,
3: I agree with you. I'm the same. Like, I like Krusty as a character, but he's not up there for me, and I agree with you. Like, there's so many good Krusty episodes, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, they're never quite in the top four.
2: And he always get like normally like once a series there's like a big crusty episode. He's a character they really like using. Like yeah. they use him as much as Burns. Like Burns gets full on episodes. Like Crusty always gets full on episodes. Yeah. Um, but they never go like right to the top for me. So this is like one of my like one of the crusty episodes I like more. Yeah. Than, than others I think. Um, obviously you have got Worker and Parasite in this <laughs>
3: <laughs> in this
2: episode. <laughs> what the hell was that?
3: With the with the uh, Russian propaganda.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, um, which is amazing. There's a
3: line that I Ben and I always use quite a lot. It's like we eat quite a lot of Mexican food, and like when he makes right. chili con carne, or like when he makes like some kind of like chili, he always goes to me, "We want chili Willie, we want," because <laughs> <laughs> obviously the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but we yeah, use body. it to like as sort of <laughs> in that context, <laughs> "We want chili Willie, we want chili Willie."
2: that's great yeah i feel like i'm gonna be saying that next time i do mexican food or chili or anything now. <laughs> i make a lot of chili so yeah and i've never said that when i make it i always do chili red hot <laughs> texas style chili every time becca asks me what's for dinner and i'm cooking chili
3: <laughs> oh vegetarian chili is so good as well
2: oh yeah i oh. do a really good chili yeah yeah
3: that sounds amazing
2: I love that this reveals that Luke Perry is uh, oh, Krusty's half brother as well. Do you
3: know what? Right. So, oh, Luke
2: Perry, RIP. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like when he sadly passed away because it was so sudden. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was never into the whole like 90210 thing because mm. um it was a bit before my time, but um I watch um Riverdale, which is also right. like. Teen trashy thing, but my mum got me into it. She was like, "You need to watch this," and I watched it, and I, like, I love it now. Um, He is he was in that, so I mm. like fell in love with Luke Perry because of Riverdale, and obviously, then when he passed away, it was so sad. And then yeah. it then like it then hit me because people started posting like side show Luke Perry, and I was like, oh, mm. made me so sad. Mm. A 19th century carousel. Da, 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 oh, yeah, da, da, that's,
2: that's a great image. <laughs> he's
3: brilliant in it as well. Like he's really good he's in this. So funny as Sarcho Luke Perry.
2: He's one of those guys where, like, he's not actually in anything that I like or watch yeah, exactly. or have, ever. But he always see. Whenever I saw him. Yeah, interviews or things of him I always thought I oh, seem like a good guy yeah
3: and I feel like especially in that sort of um context and um other like interviews and stuff I've watched him in he's one of these people that can make fun of himself as well
2: yeah exactly
3: so like obviously he was it, it's not directly sort of taking the mickey out of him but um it is like Well, the
2: joke is almost that he's so perfect
3: yeah exactly and I which feel like which is really funny that's how he's Supposed to be portrayed in like 90210 and stuff,
2: yeah. Um,
3: but it's also him being able to like make fun of himself as well, so yeah, um, makes me sad.
2: But, yeah, Krusty gets cancelled. is a really good episode, actually. I'm looking at some of my other notes. Krusty doing his own ventriloquism. Yeah.
3: (laughs) The
2: disgusting puppet. Um, The old grey mare, she ain't what she used to be.
3: Oh, my God. The old man
2: singers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Old grey mare, she ain't what she used to be. I literally used to sing that all the time. Yeah.
5: Old grey mare, she ain't what she used to be. Ain't what she used to be. Ain't what she used to be. And now, the Crazy Old Man Singers. The old grey mare, she ain't what she used to be. Ain't what she
4: used to be.
2: Again, there's a few absolute classic episodes in this season, like Mr. Plough, definitely, Home of the Heretic, and I would say I'm Marge of the Monorail and this are probably, like, all classics. Yeah. Um, there's actually one more which is really considered, like, a, a strong classic, and it's not been on either of our lists. I
3: know exactly. I I can predict because... Uh, it's it's uh I feel like it's like a bit of a cult episode of recent I don't years. Love it. Yeah. And, okay. So okay. Which
2: one are you talking about?
3: <laughs> Last exit to Springfield.
2: Yeah. What it is? I think years ago this was voted the greatest episode of all time. Quite a few years ago, and then it's always I can't remember what it was for, but it was like some big poll happened, and this came in as like the number one of all time.
3: And I don't see that.
2: No, I don't, and I never understood why. No. And since then, people always just have it in their head. Like, yeah, it's absolutely it's one of the greatest. But I've never been a big fan of it. No,
3: I'm exactly the same. I mean, for me, um, I would never have considered this like a great or classic episode until like the last couple of years when people meme dental plan. Like the meme. Yeah, the meme, dental plan. Yeah, the meme that went Listen around. in his braces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that. It wasn't only until like a few years ago that that really took off in the meme community that I ever really ever thought about this episode twice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, exactly.
5: It's basically the same deal, except we get a free keg of beer for our meeting. In exchange for that, we have to give up our dental plan. (laughs) So long, dental plan! Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. 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 Bullseye. Thanks a lot, Carl. Now I've lost my train of thought. Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. If we give up our dental plan i'll have to pay for lisa's
3: braces
2: and that's yeah. really the only memorable part of this episode
3: exactly uh
2: for me i do like the um homer dealing with burns as he coming on to me <laughs> that exchange is really funny we don't have to be adversaries
0: homer we both want a fair
5: union contract why is mr burns being so nice to me and if you scratch my back i'll scratch yours wait a minute is he coming on to me
0: I mean, if I should slip something into your pocket, what's the harm?
5: Oh, my God, he is coming on to me.
0: After all, negotiations make strange bedfellows.
5: <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Burns, but I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Sure, I'm flattered, maybe even a little curious, but the answer is no.
3: One of my favourite lines, and it's it's another thing like um, the we want Trilly Willy is a where's my burrito? Where's my oh, burrito? Yeah. <laughs> I you me and Ben use that line a lot as well when we eat Mexican food. well with food. all your Mexican food, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. So we always we always use that quite a lot. Like where's my burrito?
2: So it's not it's not at the very bottom for me. It's no. actually sort of it's about two thirds of the way down.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like I'd say it's just like dead smack in the middle for me um right there are like a few episodes that i prefer um but to be honest with you i'm actually quite surprised that this wasn't higher in your list but but Mm. i understand why because i feel exactly the same like i feel like in the simpsons community it's quite a cult episode i'd say just purely for the whole dental plan stuff
2: so what is your bottom episode in this series
3: Okay, um, so there's a couple that I want to mention. So, um, bottom, 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 worst episode is So It's Come to a Simpsons Clip Show.
2: Yeah, that, I thought I was going to say, I should almost go about saying that that's the bottom. Even though the actual framing device on it, I don't mind. This is the one with the um, April Fool's Day.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, I don't... It really wouldn't bother me if I didn't see this episode for, like years like really i never
2: watch the clip shows yeah Uh, the only thing i'd like about this is um i actually really like all the april Fool stuff i find it quite fun like we're going i'm pursuing on foot you know yeah shooting up and the end is funny as well where they're all laughing and it's like you lost five percent of your brain mealy's brain Uh (laughs) uh-oh like laughing (laughs) why i laugh
3: yeah i just think it's just a bit of a filler episode to be honest yeah that's
2: exactly what it is exactly
3: and i could i could really give or take it like I watched it because I hadn't seen it in so long. Same. But, yeah, it is what it is. So, but,
2: aside from that, what's your bottom So, episode?
3: my last couple of episodes are... Um, brother from the Same Planet. No, this is the one where he goes for the little no, brother program. No, this is not good. Yeah, yeah, this is no. a bit of a mess. Yeah, no. So, I just, I've got nothing to say about that episode, really. Brother from the Same Planet. I mean... The, I find the bit at the beginning really funny where Bart is waiting for Homer to pick him up and um, mm. he he thinks that Homer's coming and it's like a little old lady that looks exactly the same <laughs> as Homer. Like that bit always makes me really giggle. And
2: there's Homer's horrific like melting face yeah. that Bart imagines.
3: <laughs> and then it's like, um, Bart's like trying to t- telepathically like contact Homer and then he contacts Milhouse, pick Bart up and he's like mm. writing it backwards on the wall like, that's cool, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like. Yeah, that this is
2: this isn't that great.
3: Um, and then another one that's really low down for me is Duffless.
2: Oh, uh, that's smack bang in the middle for me. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. I quite enjoy this episode. I quite like this one when I was younger because I liked the. Um, when I was seventeen, <laughs> I drank a very good beer. Yeah. My name was Brian McGee. <laughs> that whole, I like that with the fake um, ID. Yeah. Yeah, can't stop doing the monkey
3: i do yeah there are bits about it that i do f- appreciate and feel but like in the grand scheme of things obviously the, it's not a great
2: it's not great yeah, i just have like good memories of it yeah
3: i know what you mean um so yeah i sort of like bottom three are brother from the same planet duffless and clip show
2: i think you would be surprised by mine then okay So my apart from a clip show, my bottom is Homer's Triple Bypass.
3: Yeah, that's quite low down.
2: I don't like that episode at all. I always skip it and this time I was like, no, watch it. I know it's really beloved. People do love it. And I watched it again and I was like, no, this is one of my least favourite Simpsons episodes.
3: Yeah, it is quite low down for me. I'm not going to lie. It feels
2: just so weird to me. It doesn't feel... Something about it doesn't feel right.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: So there's that.
3: I know what you mean.
2: Um, I also streetcar in Marge. I love this. I've never liked it. I, I love know people it. love it. Yeah, I just find Homer awful in it. He's like a real like. I've written gaslighting Homer is what I've written on here. Like yeah. he's a monster.
3: Yeah, he is like. And
2: it, I find it sad.
3: It is a really bad portrayal of him, and I do feel really really sad for Marge um
2: he feels more like Peter Griffin in this episode
3: yeah no that is that is a really really good comparison actually um but I just I think it's nice that Marge um sort of she's she's very weak in this episode which is a bit sad because yeah. like, I feel like in other episodes she would probably stand up for herself a lot more um but i just love the fact that she plays the character and i think that they've written her that way because it's really similar to the character yeah of they're trying Blanche to like lean into but
2: i don't have any bonds Connection. To yeah no yeah i know what kind you mean desire like it's so for me it's just like i i don't have a link to the what it's being based off of i don't like homer in it like yeah, I like I like uh, Ned ripping his shirt off and being all ripped.
3: <laughs> and then she um, later on in the episode she goes, "Let's rehearse the bottle scene again."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She like
3: smashes the bottle on the table.
2: Uh, and then there's actually another really classic one. My my other bottom one is Camp Krusty. Wow! And I know people love that. And I just don't. I've never liked Camp Krusty.
3: Yeah, this is Camp Krusty is quite high up on my list actually, and yeah. Street Streetcars really high up on my list as well. Yeah, um, they're both That's just
2: my weird choices.
3: Yeah, they're both quite high up. Um, they're quite close to the top.
2: The, bit, the only bit from Camp Krusty that I think of a lot and reference a lot is um, he won't be saying anything or doing anything.
3: Or <laughs> well, I I um, quote it quite a lot, Mr. Black.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Black. They're, just, they're, they're very like, usable. They, they fit so many situations, yeah. but they're, they're sort of my bottom ones.
3: I mean, I do understand. I totally understand why they are low down on your list, but they are quite high up on mine. Um, so that is um, quite a comparison one that is like
2: pretty near the middle but when i was a kid i saw it so many times Um, and it has like three lines in it which i'm just like wow these are like some of my favorite lines in the series in this season is um lisa the beauty queen yep um i love (laughs) but it's such a stupid line it's not clever it's not funny it's making me laugh just to read it she'll see through it like grandma's underpants (laughs) yeah she'll see through it like grandma's underpants it makes me laugh it's so silly
5: when Lisa comes in, I want you to make a big fuss over how she looks. She'll see through me like Grandma's underpants. No, she won't. When it comes to compliments, women are ravenous, blood-sucking monsters, always wanting more. More! More!
2: And I always think of, uh, love that chewing gum walk. Very wriggly. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Love that chewing
5: gum walk. Very wriggly.
2: And, uh, also... Bless you, boys. Homer, those are ice cream men. I know. (laughs) (laughs) He's like saluting them, saluting the ice cream men in the parade. (laughs) So there's like great lines in Lisa the Beauty Queen, but overall it's like a middling episode for me.
3: Yeah, and I kind of feel like that about Whacking Day. I find it. I'm not a
2: big fan no, of Wacking Day at all. No, I'm not.
3: It, it's a really controversial episode for me. Like, I find it really uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, I just find it really weird. Like, the snakes all look it's, way too cartoony.
3: It's so weird. Like, the whole episode is just... I don't get it.
2: No, I, I've never really understood the love of Whacking Day because it's such a popular episode.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's very up there for a lot of people. But for me, I just don't... I don't know. I think I just totally missed the point on it. And I don't... I don't really have much to say about it, but it does make me feel quite uncomfortable sometimes.
2: One episode which is totally forgettable, really, it's like maybe the most forgettable episode in the series, but it, this time around, again, like it was a line, a bit like the He'll Tell Us What To Do, where it's just like there's a line from it that's just stuck with me as one of my faves, is The Front, and it's when they do the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon under Grandpa's name, yeah. and then when they ring him up for the check and he's yeah. like... That's right. I
0: did the iggy. Phone call Simpson.
2: Beth? Is
5: this the Abraham Simpson who wrote the itchy and scratchy episode? Itchy and what? Oh, you must be some kind of crazy person. I'm sorry, but we have a substantial check here for a Mr. Abraham Simpson. That's right. I did the Iggy.
3: You put this on Twitter, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I've posted it like two or three times. I love it. I keep that <laughs> line. I keep getting in my head.
3: And I messaged you and I was like, what is this from? And you was like, oh, it's from the front. So I hadn't watched it at the time. So when I watched it, I kind of really paid attention to, to that mm-hmm. episode, to that, sorry, to that line, just, yeah. just for that. And it really did make me laugh. But it's not something that I would ever find funny without you telling me it was funny.
2: For some reason this time around, I'm watching all of the episodes with the subtitles on as well this time, so I'm not missing anything at all. Yeah. And it's just like that blank face of, that's right, I did the icky. Yeah, I love
3: that. (laughs) And um, another one that I just wanted to quickly mention, because it's one that I do love and we haven't mentioned it, um, is uh, Itchy and Scratchy the movie.
2: Yeah, I was actually just about to mention that as well.
3: Yeah, I love this episode. Um, Because
2: it has one of my favourite Lisa moments in it. Which is? Which is is so simple. Like it's one of my favourite lisa moments. But it's just they get back from the shopping and she's so excited. We got beets. We got
4: beets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I just love when she's a real child. Yeah. Um. It's just sort of something a child would shout as they come home (laughs) with the shopping.
3: We're home. We got beets. Yeah, I love that. And like, it's just like just little things about this episode. It's like. Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, like, just, home as, <laughs> just it's, like, Sorry. it's not even funny, but it's just like... I just
2: looked at my notes and made myself laugh. <laughs> dad, what's the point in this story? I like stories. <laughs> Someday you'll thank
5: me for this, son.
2: Not bloody likely.
5: No, it's true. You know, when I was a boy, I really wanted a catcher's mitt, but my dad wouldn't get it for me. So I held my breath until I passed out and banged my head on the coffee table. The doctor thought I might
2: have brain damage.
3: Dad, what's the point of this story?
2: I like stories.
3: <laughs> exactly, like, they're just...
2: Yeah, this has some really good lines in it.
3: Yeah, it's, but it is very middle of the road for me.
2: When when Homer loses track of what he's doing on Bart's, like, you were telling me how you beat jury duty. Oh, yeah, the trick is that you say you're prejudiced against all races. <laughs> <laughs> I've never noticed that line before, but this time it really made me laugh.
3: It's just Homer just being Homer. Like, he's he's not being thick, but he's not. It's just yeah. being Homer, isn't he?
2: Yeah, and when even, uh, he's talking about Bart. Oh, that guy. And <laughs> uh, it has the great, like, uh, bang, bang, Bart. I love, like, Twisted Futures of yeah. Bart. Bang, bang, Bart.
3: <laughs> and then all the, all the women in the audience are, like, booing him. It's just like, more of me love, <laughs> honey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, one other, so my number five would have been, by the way, because um, we sort of didn't mention what my five would have been. Would have been Treehouse of Horror three. Oh, okay. Um, it's a really high up treehouse for me. One of my faves, um, but it also has my, my one of my most quoted Simpsons lines Which of is... all time. Two words. My mistake.
5: <laughs> Excuse me. I'm John Smith. John Smith, eighteen eighty two. My mistake.
2: Which is said by me at least twice a week.
3: I love that. Every time I get something wrong,
2: my mistake. John Smith, eighteen eighty-two. My mistake.
3: (laughs) Yeah, this is—is this the one with the monkey paw as well?
2: No, I don't think so. This is the one with the zombies. Um, It's the one with King King Homer. It's the one with the zombies, and it's the one with the Krusty uh, doll.
3: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. this this is a good treehouse, yeah. 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 I was looking... Um, I know we spoke before about, um, like, the Simpsons Halloween tattoos and stuff. I was looking, and someone had a Krusty doll tattoo, like, mm. evil Krusty doll, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm.
2: Yeah, so Treehouse 3 is really high. So, yeah. Um, yeah, um, and I think... I think we've covered everything that we need to cover. The series four.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy because, as I said at the beginning, like I wasn't overly confident because um, I felt like it was a while ago that we we actually watched season four. Because um, I think I'm actually catching up to you now in terms of episodes. Um, well,
2: I was way ahead, and now I've had yeah. to slow right down because I've had so much uni work on. Yeah. So I I've I've slowed down majorly, but now I've finished my. Um, I was writing an essay, and now that's done, I'm going to be back on my Simpsons train.
3: Yay, congrats.
2: Yeah, one of four for this year. So oh, bless I've got you. One ex- I got, I've got four exams and four essays this year, and um, I've done one exam and one essay.
3: Oh, so. so a quarter of the way through.
2: Yeah, I guess so. I say I haven't actually got four exams. I've got two exams and two speaking assessments. I hate speaking assessments.
3: Even though you're a podcaster.
2: <laughs> I crumble under the pressure. Yeah, but speaking in German is hard.
3: Yeah. No, I get you. I used to do, um, I did like A-level French and stuff. So I know exactly, Mm -hmm. like obviously it's not a degree, but I did French to quite a high level. So I used to do Mm. speaking assessments and stuff all the time. So
2: I think um, my first year of uni should get me up to where you would be at the end of A-level. Yeah. So now I'm at my first year like post A-level yeah because I'm in my se- I'm in my third year of uni, but it's my second year of German. Yeah, so this is like post a level level stuff now, and it's really hard.
3: I actually uh-huh. applied to do modern foreign languages um at uni.
2: yeah,
3: but um so it's a bit of a bit of a weird one, but I didn't get accepted because they needed a s and a two a levels in French or in a language, yeah. and my school only offered it for as level. Um. Right. So, because I didn't have the A two, because my school didn't offer it, right? I couldn't. I didn't have the qualification. I couldn't go.
2: I didn't get an A two in anything because I dropped out sixth form before my A twos yeah. came into effect. Shit. So, I got some ASs, and then dropped out.
3: It's so shit, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I liked school, and then I went to sixth form, and then oh I my hated God. school. How before, di- why did I stay? In? How
3: the he- Like, how different was A levels to? Yeah, to really B? bad. It's so weird.
2: I I wish I went to college, but. I just dropped out of sixth form and went to work instead. But um, I forgot, we're still recording a podcast. I'll probably cut off that school talk. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know needs to know about my fucking assessments. Um, anyway, so so let's recap Um oh, yeah, I forgot. episode we choices. We need to recap. <laughs> yeah, we need to recap and wrap up. Yeah. We just went on a big tangent. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, recap. Go.
3: Okay, so my four and one more episodes are... My number four is I Love Lisa. My number three is New Kid on the Block. My number two is Marge versus the Monorail. My number one is Homer the Heretic. And my plus one is Mr. Plough. That name again is Mr. Plough.
2: Perfect. And um, my number four was New Kid on the Block. My number three was Marge versus the Monorail. My number two was Margin Chains. My number one was Homer the Heretic, and my plus one was Krusty Gets Cancelled. And even though we had, I didn't realize how much overlap we had until we just—I just looked at them side by side. Yeah. It didn't feel like it because I feel like we had different stuff to say about all these episodes, and the episodes themselves are so good.
3: Yeah. I thought, yeah, no, I thought it was good because I thought we would either have exactly the same episodes or we would have completely different episodes. Mm. So it's it's actually really good to... It's kind of like a mix of the two, which is really good.
2: Yeah, really good series and some really good lists. Yeah. Um, Really enjoyed this one. So um, let's do our contact stuff. Listeners, let us know what your favourite ones from this season were and if you agreed or disagreed with our choices um you can do that at the email which is four and one more pod at gmail.com uh, or you can go on the website four and one com, and you can also contact us through there and you can find us on our personal twitters and talk to us directly uh, mine is at bobshoy that's at b-o-b-s-h-o-y emma what's yours
3: mine is at emma rowena which is at e-m-m-a-r-o-e-n-a
2: and Emma also runs the Instagram page, which is really fun. I follow it, and I enjoy following it to see what you post. <laughs> so if you search Four and One More on Instagram, it's on there. It's at Four and One More with um, underscores between each word. But yeah, so the Instagram um, that Emma runs is really fun. So you can find us on there. And I think that's all the contact stuff. We can find us on Facebook. I haven't really actually posted anything on Facebook. Uh, no, like I find with different pods people the audiences are in different places yeah so some podcasts all the interaction comes from facebook and some literally have no followers on yeah. facebook it's really interesting
3: i do feel like i'm getting like quite a lot of um, interaction through instagram though so as much as that's the nice. face- yeah the fa- as much as the facebook isn't um as as busy as active um there's a lot going on on in instagram so that's good
2: yeah great um and so next time it's another spin-off episode. I did actually write a rough list of what we're doing on what order. I don't know if I even sent it to you, but next time <laughs> next time the plan is that we're going to talk about our favorite. I feel like this is going to be a surprise to you Emma cuz yeah, I don't think I've told I told you at I time, I've got I the schedule <laughs> here. I'm just going to do this from now on. I'm going to surprise you cuz I've got the whole lineup. I know we decided which ones we were going to do at the beginning. <laughs> and then I've just lined them all up for us on my schedule, but I never actually sent you the finalized version. So it's always going to be a surprise. Next time, Emma, we are going to be talking about our four and one more songs.
3: Yay! I've been so looking forward to doing songs. And obviously we mentioned a couple today because of yeah. one around and stuff. Um, I think my list is going to be a bit of a surprise. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm. My favorite songs... The rule I'm
2: going to say is it has to be an original song.
3: Okay, yep.
2: So it can't be a cover of a song and it can't be like a piece of licensed music put in there. Uh, It can't be them singing an existing song. It has to be an original song written for The Simpsons.
3: Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely fine. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think... I think I already know what I'm going to do. I think this is going to be pretty easy for me, I think.
2: Uh, I haven't thought about it yet because I forgot what it was because I've just looked at the schedule. <laughs> um, so, yeah, next, in two weeks' time, we're going to talk about our favourite Simpsons songs and then we'll be back after that for our talk of Series 5, which is also so, so good.
3: Yay! I'm excited.
2: Me too. Uh, this has been a really fun one and I think we're ready to wrap up.
3: <laughs> right, I'm going to stop recording now.
2: Oh, yeah, I should say, until next time, uh, Part of my glosses, bye-bye, love you lots, bye.
3: Well, sir, there's nothing on
0: earth like a genuine, bona fide, electrified, six-car monorail. What'd I say? Monorail. What's it called? Monorail. That's right. monorail. Monorail.
1: Monorail. 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 I hear those things are awfully loud. It
0: flies as softly as a cloud. Is there a chance the trap could bend? Not on your life, my Hindu friend. What about us Brendan slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. Were you sent here by the devil? No good, sir. I'm on the level. The rain came off my pudding can. Take my penknife, my good man. I swear it's Springfield's only choice. Throw up your hands and raise your voice. What's it called? Once again.
4: The so
5: all cracked and broken. Sorry, Mom. The mother spoken. Mono,
1: don't. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars